0: Hello, everyone, and welcome
1: down to episode number 101 of the Down South Photo Show with me, Brendan Waits, here in Ocean Grove, Victoria, Australia, and the guy chuckling away on the other screen, or in your other ear if you're listening to the show, it is Cam Blake in Hobart Town, Tasmania, Australia. Hello, Cameron.
0: Hello, Brendan. I so So want to start this again because you once again, have been inappropriate before the, the recording starts and said something highly inappropriate. Well, Just as I was about to reply, you go in and say, hello, everyone, welcome well, down. That's what we do here on the
1: Down South Photo Show. And
0: that's what that's what you do. This is true. Thank
1: yes, you very much. You're a man child. Uh, let's, let's kick off the show by thanking everyone who joined us for the live show on Monday night. That was a lot of fun. Um, we've had a lot of positive chit-chat and feedback about that, so thank you, everyone, for
0: that. It was good. Yeah, it was very good. Um We have, uh, I think, 300 people have watched it, which is great. Very cool. Um So, yeah, it was very cool. Um And I think at any given time, we had probably 50 or 60 people watching, which is great. Yep.
1: Nice. Uh, nice
0: little nice little cohort. It was a good little cohort, which is pretty much what this little community is about, isn't it? Yes, it is. And
1: it's growing by the day. Uh Thank you for the 703 subscribers to the YouTube channel. If you are not a subscriber, the subscribe button is right there. Go ahead and... Push it and then tickle our bell next to it if you like. Um, that well, why is cool. no one, Why? Why are we still not a thousand? Can you give me we're an I don't ahead. want to
0: hear this bullshit about oh the first thousand is the hardest. I want to know why we're not there. Because the first thousand is the hardest. Excellent. That's just that's just facts. We deal in yeah, facts here on the Down South Photo Show. I don't think people are telling their friends enough. <laughs> they will now, I'm sure. Now. Yeah. Now that we're giving
1: away a thousand dollars for every subscription, no, we're not. That- no, we're not doing that. Uh, Cam might, but I'm not. I'm definitely not. Uh, yeah, we're into the second hundred. Yes, episodes, Cameron.
0: Yeah, we've we've raised the bat now. You know, yeah. the next hundred is probably going to be the hardest hundred. Now we've got to now we got to do the the difficult second hundred. We've got to do something. We've got to, and we got to just keep it fresh and, yeah. um, which I think we can. I think we can keep it fresh. We're we're pretty
1: switched on the two of us definitely the, the good thing is uh, the industry that we are uh, involved in is evolving constantly so uh, I don't think there's any reason why we can't continue to evolve with it um, we are open to suggestions from people uh, like we say every week we're not running out of ideas we just like to we'd just like to know what you guys
0: want to hear and hey, uh, didn't we have a Facebook post that had like hundreds of ideas for- yeah we did. Why are we not following that? That was great. I don't know. I'm sure we'll find it at some I'm point. Lo- I'm looking for it right <laughs> now. <laughs> no, no. We, yes. We'll never run out of ideas, but um, we're always open to new ideas. That's that's, that's the right. thing. That's yeah. right. And we, and we want people's input. So,
1: um, well, I guess what we like to do off the top of the show is uh, background. So uh, would you like me to start with mine this week?
0: You go first. Yeah, it sounds like a good okay, idea. I'll go first. I'll cover
1: yeah. myself. This is... um. Quite similar to the background from the live show, but this is this is Thirteenth Beach, uh, which is one of my all-time favourite spots to take photos and to play golf, just quietly. Yes. Um, that's that's the steps that are just along from the main car park at Thirteenth Beach. It's one of the few steps that Good. the first section of it face the sunset. Ah. Ah. Uh, yeah, and they and that's right. And one of the few that actually have a curve in it. Most of them go straight down. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Great little spot there for photography. And uh, on any given night, you can get some really cool shots with some awesome foreground subject with those old stairs there. Um, I had some nice surf that night. There's a couple of surfers out the back. You can see paddling in towards that wave, having just caught a wave in. So awesome spot for photography where I live. Yeah,
0: I always forget onshore and offshore breeze. Yes. Onshore, does that mean the breeze is blowing from the shore out? Uh, onshore
1: means it's uh onshore means it's blowing towards the shore so it, 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 okay. here on the, here on the southern coast it's a southerly that's an onshore breeze right okay offshore breeze is what the surf is like because it can hold the face of a wave up that's yeah, right off, okay. offshore breeze it normally makes for cleaner waves and yep. you get the offshore so a northerly yes would be an offshore breeze here where yep. I am yeah um because i face south
0: yeah, I always get confused with that. because People go, "Oh, it's a, it's an offshore. We've got to go down and do stuff." I'm like, "Yeah, what's if it's a, yeah, yeah." Onshore means
1: it's blowing towards the shore. But, but I'm not a surfer, so I wouldn't know. Neither am I. Someone asked me the other day whether yeah. I, um, because they they worked out that I live in Ocean Grove, and they said, "Oh, you must surf." I'm like, "No, I must not." Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, 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 no, nah. I, I surfed twice, the first and last time. Um, I, can't, I can't imagine your calves
0: getting up on a, a boat.
1: <laughs> there's, there's a lot there to get up on a wave. The waves <laughs> would want to be pretty big and the board would want to be pretty big too. Um, It'd be like uh, an hour of a the wave. The, the one and only time I attempted to surf uh, was up when I lived in Noosa and my friend loaned me what, what he affectionately called the boat, but it was basically a Malibu, which was, uh, look, if it was, it, it must've been 11 feet long. It was massive. And I, and I paddled out on it and turned it and got it got on a wave. And then I stood up, but I didn't sort of stand like a surfer. I li- literally just stood there and, of course, fell off in about two seconds flat. And as I fell, the board hit me in the head and all but knocked me unconscious. Good. Uh, so, Good yeah, so I dragged it back to the beach and put it back in the car and went home. The yeah. end. The That's end. my surfing career. All done.
0: I am. um I never I've never been surfing. I used to boogie board a bit or bodyboard, whatever you want to call it. Um, down at Wilson's Prom, used to go down there a fair bit and do a bit of wave surfing, but yeah. never got up on a surfboard. So mm. it's not my thing. I can't skateboard. So if I can't skateboard, I can't.
1: Yeah, I'm not. Don't have a lot of balance, but uh, look, it must be something pretty awesome because there's plenty of people around here that absolutely love it. Um, yeah, a few really a few of them. my very good friends included. I actually like it when I go down and I see my mates out surfing because then I get the camera and get nice shots of them. Yeah. Happy days. Yeah. Uh, your background, Mr. Blake. Uh,
0: my background, going on from the theme the other night, I think I had Franklin River uh, the... or Franklin River. So speaking of surfboards, these are the white water rafting equivalent. These are they'd little... be a
1: lot of fun in the surf.
0: Yeah. Well, they do surf a bit. They do crash. They float. Mm. They spin. They tumble. They do it all. Uh, so this is uh, the equipment that we use to go down. So usually where there's four of us that sit in the front, where that front bit of the orange is, and then the guides, where the pad- they sit in the back. They've got their own little office at the back where they steer and help paddle a bit. So on these rafts, the guests, we're pretty much the engine, and the the guide is the navigation system. So it's pretty cool. But they just make a really good contrast because you don't really see too many bright colors down there. So the red and the blue always makes a nice colour against that sort of classic rock and Tassie forest colour. So that was on our first night's camp at a place called Angel's Rain, which is these cave systems where uh, you're under the cave but it's all dripping down the front. So you're sort of like behind almost like a little bit of a waterfall uh, when it rains, which is really lovely. But um, it's one of the first stops we do and we camp under the caves. It sort of gets you into the mindset of what your trip down to Franklin's going to be. Um, but, yeah. Um, good spot. And, uh, it's one of the calmer parts of the river. So you are sort of in for a bit of a false sense of security. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I know we have uh, a topic
1: all laid out for tonight's show, but I think because we didn't do it enough on the live show, I want to deconstruct your trip a little bit. Do you mind if I fire you? Yeah. A couple yeah. Of questions? yeah here's
0: some questions without notice. They are questions without notice.
1: First of all, what do you sleep on?
0: Uh, the ground. So yes. pretty much the company that we go with Franklin river rafting, um, the Thermarest, you know, like the normal uh, self-inflating mattresses, yes. they've got those, but they also have like a polyurethane or a poly polyester type of cover on them. Um, so it keeps them a bit higher off the ground and also a bit drier and a bit more durable. So they give you a, a bit of shade cloth, which is about about the size of a little single bed. You lay that down wherever you're going to camp on the ground or on the forest or in the cave where it might be. And then you put the mattress on top of that and then you've got your sleeping bag. They also give you like a little bivy as well. You can put your sleeping bag in the side of the bivy. Um, And we like, we had pretty good weather on this trip, but even when it's rained, you know, you just put, zip the bivy up and you're in your dry for the night. And um it's a very cool way. Like I struggle, I must admit with the pillows. I've never been able to get a, the right pillow for any of my hiking and yeah. uh, stuff like that. It does my head in, but on this trip, uh, That was my only issue, but the rest of it was pretty comfortable. We weren't, it wasn't freezing cold overnight. Um, So we, yeah, so we're pretty good. But yeah, pretty much sleep on the ground on these little mattresses. Yeah, very cool.
1: And uh, you sort of choose your own spot where to
0: sleep. Like you just sort of all spread out and yeah. pick a spot to sleep, basically. Yeah, depending on where you are, there's a lot, heaps of different camps down there. Um, This, like this one I spoke about here, that was a cave system. We probably had 30, 40 meters of cave where you could all spread out. Very cool. Uh, there were some nights where, myself, Tom, and Gordon, we all slept under one big tarp. Uh, So there's also tarps available if we're out in the forest. So you can either have your own little tiny TP tarp where you go set up wherever you want, or if you're comfortable sort of sleeping under a big tarp, you can have two or three people under the big tarp. So, um, but yeah, you get to choose pretty much where you go. It's really nice. You can actually, you can really find some very cool little foresty bits or cave bits to sleep in, um, And before we've gone down, there's other people have built up little rock beds and things that like even it out and stuff. So it's really cool. You get your own little bit of Franklin River to sleep in.
1: And and I'm going to assume that the guides are aware of a high watermark. So for example, if there's rain and the
0: river's rising and all that sort of stuff, safety first. Safety first is absolutely on this trip. Um, I've been on a couple of trips here where the river has risen. River has risen. Yep. or rose um, overnight. So um, we had one trip where the guides were up every couple of hours, moving the boats up higher, wow. making, making sure everyone else is moving up higher. There was one trip I remember we we're in further down the river in these caves. And I reckon I was, I was maybe 10 meters above the water level in this cave And I'm thinking, I'm fine here. They said, oh, the river will come up overnight, but we're all good. And every hour on the hour, all I saw these head torches getting up and moving things in front of me. (laughs) And I woke up in the morning and the water was about a two meter drop off my ledge where I was. So I was literally sleeping in the river, but I was like, well, and truly safe, but I was up high. But the the cave was almost overhanging the river. Yeah. And I'm like, God, that's come up a long way. And then within about three or four hours after that, it dropped down. It kept dropping and dropping and dropping. So it's a source to sea river. So it runs out to the ocean every time. So it goes up and down quite quickly. But they, they, the guides know the river incredibly well. And they know what sort of rain causes what sort of uh, rise in level as well.
1: Yeah. I also want to ask you, um, and I'm sure the listeners are keen to hear, uh, exactly what camera gear you took with you on this one.
0: Uh, I took my OM-1 Olympus. Lovely. And I took, uh, I actually took a different lens this time, which worked very, very well, I must admit. I took the little 12 mil F2, which is a 24 mil F2. It's a tiny little lens, so really compact, but it's very sharp. It's a very good little sharp lens. And I use that 90% of the time down the river. Uh, And I took a 75 mil 1.8, which is a 150 mil equivalent, just for anything getting close in or isolating stuff. And I also took my ultra wide. Uh, Panasonic lens, which is the eight to eighteen, which I, I use towards the end. um But I use that twelve mil most of the time. I smashed my little X and uh, what is it uh, H and Y adjustable circular polarizing filter. The one it fits on all different lenses. I smashed that somehow. Yep. So I took I took those three. Uh, I took about nine hundred shots, and I used just over one and a half batteries. Yeah. Okay. So you are you taking a little battery charger or are you just taking a couple of batteries? I took three batteries and I took two little battery banks and I didn't, I, I used one battery and I think I put the second battery in, were well, there eight days? I think I put it on day six.
1: It so just blows my mind how efficient cameras have become on mm. on uh, power management.
0: Yeah. And like I said, it wasn't freezing cold. I think that helped a bit. Uh, I and did on this, of course. Yep. yep. Yeah. And on this trip, we don't shoot, you're not shooting all day long because you're rafting. So pretty much the way this trip works, you sort of get up in the morning, have your breakfast, walk around the camp, get some nice early morning shots. We pack the boat. Hey, there's a sleeping bag. (laughs) Uh, We pack pack the boat and then um, we do our rafting and get to where we want to have. We might do some shots during the day at lunchtime and the breaks. And then we get to camp, get ourselves set set up for camp, and then you've got a few hours to walk around that camp, the new camp of the river and take shots there. So you're not taking heaps of shots every day. It's sort of start, start and end of the day with a few in the middle.
1: It must be cool when you get to the end of the day, well, the end of that day's rafting and you're at your camp spot for the night. And I would I would assume sometimes you would arrive at these places quite early in the day. Yeah, you do. Yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: That that sense of oh cool. I get to explore this area now, this yeah. new area
0: every time. So yeah. yeah, it is good. Um yeah. And and like I said, there's heaps of campsites down here. So not always do you go to the same camp as the year before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. You get to a new campsite, you're like, Oh, it's like one o'clock, two o'clock. We've got six hours we can set up. They'll make us lunch. They set up their kitchen. You might have an afternoon snooze. You might have a bit of a rest. You might have a drink and whatever else. And then, you know, as the lights starting to get nice at sort of five, six o'clock, you're all like, right. Well, we've got this whole area to explore. Yeah. Um, there was a good spot, which is called the Arenebus, which has a beautiful stream coming down off Frenchman's cap that runs through it. And it's also got this amazing sort of chasm of rock out near the, uh, in the river, so you've sort of got two places you can really explore. And Jamie and I went for a bit of a walk up the little river and found some really cool little baby and pines and all these different rock formations and different colors in the river. And the other half of a group were on the other side of the river shooting the Urenibus and take, you know, taking shots of the, the the caves and the chasms and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. But, yeah, you got you got plenty of stuff to look at and take a shot of. It's good. Sensational. I think um... – I could be quite easily talked into coming along on one of these at some point. Well, Although you've, you've <laughs> said you, you might that. not do it again. Funny you say that. There's a list being created. <laughs> <laughs> there okay. is a list already being created about doing a trip. We'll down talk. There. We'll talk. You're coming. I might be.
1: We'll see. Uh, I would love to. It'd be. It sounds like it'd be. I, I think
0: you would absolutely love this. Yeah. yeah. Right up my alley, you reckon? I think it's. It puts you out of your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. But I think that also makes you feel better about things as well, the fact that yeah. you go and do that. So, yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm,
1: I'm very, very open to it. Very open to it. Yeah. Um. Did you take any beer on this trip?
0: I took uh, eight ciders. Oh, very good. And after my little gastro mishap on day five, <laughs> I didn't have any ciders after that. I, I was only having one a night. That's why I just yeah. thought I'd have dinner and stuff like that. But I ended up giving a few to the guides. I'm like, I'm not going to drink these. They're like, oh, we'll take a crack. into they get? Absolutely. So they loved it. Um, So yeah, I took a little bit with us. A few people took some wines that they poured into plastic bottles. Yeah. One guy had a, Gordon had a Powerade bottle full of whiskey.
1: Right. Okay.
0: He he got through it.
1: He did pretty well. Nice. I think, uh, I, think so, if, yeah. I think if I do it I I'll, I'll I would go alcohol free for the trip because yeah. that first yeah. that first beer after it would be yeah the one um yeah, so absolutely. how many photos did you take on the trip cam uh, I think I took about 900 yeah okay
0: yeah um and out of that I reckon I've edited about maybe about 70 and, and then, then did you get some fresh stuff? Like,
1: cause you've, this is your third time you've done this. Nah, this is like
0: the eighth or ninth time I've been oh, done. Okay. So, yeah, so yeah,
1: fresh, yeah. fresh stuff for you or.
0: Uh, that was part of the the plan that Tom and I had to go down here and try and get some sort of, yeah, more fresher shots. Yep. Um, yep. It's hard not to get some shots the same cause you can be quite restricted yeah. in locations where you are. Um, but yeah, definitely. I, I felt myself looking differently. I've, um there was one I remember one night we were doing some shots at Newlands Cascades and we are walking up and down this river and I'm like oh, I've already shot that tree before I've already shot that little gnarly thing I've shot the river and I actually I actually tried to go into my Peter Dombroski's thoughts and and I was just sitting on the side of the river there was everyone just scattered out I'm like you know what I'm just going to sit here for 10 15 minutes it's a beautiful spot regardless yeah and I'm I was just looking around I'm like now what what would Peter have shot here if he was sitting here is there anything that he might look at that might have interested him, and um, I kept looking around. I'm like, oh, that could be pretty cool, or, and then I ended up taking a shot of this rock that was almost like a diamond shaped rock, yeah. uh, with the, with a bit of water moving in the background. It was, it was pretty abstract, but um, that's 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 sort of what I did. I took some time and thought, well, you know, let's just see how he might have thought down here, and um, and it's it's going to sound really weird, but you do sort of feel a bit of his presence down there. Like he, like rock Island bend is so popular and famous. Oh, it's iconic. His iconic. Is iconic. Yeah. Yeah. And anyone that knows Peter Dombrosius would have probably looked through his books and calendars and, and seen shots that have been from down the river. So it's really hard not to sort of feel like you're sort of following those footsteps a bit, um, which is corny as that is. And, and Tom said the same thing. And a few of the customers said the same thing, like, we got to Rock Island Bend and the conditions were quite bright and sunny. It was a nice day. Um, and and I, I like inside as an operator and someone who's taking the trip down here, you, you sort of feel a bit bad. You're like, oh, would have been good if it was misty or moody. You know, we yeah. can come back in the morning and have a look from camp. And But it's a bit of a shame that it wasn't perfect when we got there. But every single one of them, to their credit, said, you know what? That's fine. Like that's, you it's know, just, that, that's, that's what it is. That's the roll of the dice, you know. That's right. The fact right. that we're standing here just looking at it with our own eyes is enough. Which which adds to the to the appeal
1: of that Dombrovskis shot, doesn't it? Because yeah, you know that's the iconic shot. So everyone goes there, and they want it. When and let's face it, people want to recreate that shot. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and, but if the conditions aren't there, they aren't there. That's just that's, right. that's As you say, the roll of the dice, and you've just got to appreciate it for what
0: yeah. it is. Which um is still an absolutely stunning part of the world. Yeah. Well, the next morning, <clears throat> because you camp just down the river from there, the next morning's when I <clears throat> excuse me when I got gastro, so I wasn't going anywhere. But mm-hmm. Tom, and, Tom and Jamie decided to take off at 5.30 in the morning and walk. It's about, I don't know, 400 meters up the river, back up the river. Mm-hmm. And you can get up there, but there's a real gnarly bit. You've got to climb up and around the back of this mountain to get over. And it took them 40 minutes to get up there. And I woke up in the morning and I, I you can look straight up the river. You can almost see Rock Island Ben. And I'm looking up there. I'm like, oh, it's foggy. It's misty. I'm like, you bastards. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you bastards are going to get a good, really good shot. And I'm like, good on you, you know. You know I've got my shot of Rock Island Bend, but hopefully they get it. And you could see the the fog all dancing around on the corner of the river where Rock Island Bend is. and and they came back and they were sweaty. Jamie hurt his foot, ja- uh, Tom had um he'd done something else and it was really slippery because it'd been raining. it was like treacherous. They climbed up, literally climbed up this hill. and I'm like, so you must have got a shot and they're like, oh, all the fog was actually further up the river, it wasn't ah, it right. Island Bend. So I'm like, oh, that's a bit of a shame. And then I decided to th- throw up in front of him, so it was good. Yeah, but great. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah.
1: there you go. The sight of Tom normally would make me throw up as well. Ooh,
0: bitchy. <laughs> yeah, true though, it does have a face. Most people want to throw up on.
1: <clears throat> yes,
0: we can't say that now. He bought us. He bought us a slab. True. Sorry, Tom. I take Sorry, it all we'll back. We take
1: it all. We'll edit that out. Mm. Yeah, that's right. We'll we'll cut that. We won't. That that I won't. That hey, did seem... you
0: bleep the thing the other
1: night? No, I can't. It's oh. live. Remember. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Remember, remember that live thing we talked about off air? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our main topic for tonight. So thank you, Cam, for for the questions without notice. No, and, that's all right. Um, Good, uh, thank you. It, it does sound
0: absolutely awesome and on Look, the bucket list for sure. If If anyone um ever wants to go down there you, you don't have to come with a photography group like i do like we are the only photography trip that runs down there we've got the exclusive sort of rights to that through franklin river rafting and and by look of it most likely we're going to run another one just when i don't know yeah um but you can go down with franklin river rafting company any day you want Um. and you can still take a camera and you can still go and experience all the sites that we've seen um, they they run an amazing service. They are they are easily the best on the river. It looks um, that way. It is, and so but it is an amazing experience. Um, like I said, you'll be out of your comfort zone a little bit, but if you don't mind getting a little bit wet, and a little bit cold, and you don't mind sleeping on the ground on a mattress, and you don't mind a few mosquitoes and things like that, it is still one of the best things I've ever done, and an amazing adventure to go down.
1: Yeah, here, yeah, yeah. here, awesome! So do it. I can't can't wait to maybe maybe do it one day. You've done the overland tick. Yeah. Now I'm going to, I'm going to do that again too. So yeah. Well, let me know. And you're, and you're, and you're coming. Awesome. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> our main topic for discussion tonight uh, that we wanted to bang on a bit about is, and this this has actually been something I've been thinking about a lot in the last 12 months in particular is, yeah. is photography just getting way too expensive? Hmm. Um, It is. It, it is, is getting expensive. Yeah. Uh, I think we will answer our own question The the, the follow on question is why, why is, why is it yeah. getting that way? Um, yeah. we're it's seeing blo- it's
0: stupidly expensive.
1: We are seeing cameras coming out that are, yeah, they're, they're good cameras. They yeah. would want a bloody be for their price tag. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it just feels like the lower end of the market isn't being ca- catered to with new gear anywhere near as much as it no. used to be.
0: No, that's right. And that's, that's, it's almost flipped on its head, hasn't it? Cause yeah, years ago when we were working at camera shops, like the pro cameras were coming out maybe once every couple of years or something like that. Yeah. But there was, there was always entry level cameras or new twin lens kits coming out or this or that. Um, But I I was just thinking about this the other day on the river. Like, you know, you, you worry about your gear and how much gear you take with you. I'm like, if one of these boats disappears in a rapid, there's thousands, tens of thousands of dollars. Worth <laughs> of gear. And I'm thinking, how the hell did we get the tens of thousands of dollars for gear? It yeah. makes no sense whatsoever. So, yeah, it is getting way too expensive, and it's not just uh, the cameras. It's like the lenses. It's the well. You
1: look. You can you can follow a timeline for it, and there's no surprise. No one's going to be. It's not earth shattering that the the mobile phone is the problem. That's yeah. that's what's that's what's driven companies to stop manufacturing entry level cameras because the general public um and there is a bit of ignorance around this the general public firmly believe that their yeah. phone is just as capable as an entry level yeah. digital slr yeah it's not it no. just isn't <laughs> okay so yeah. you know it, it's it's there's there's an absolute gulf between the quality of what you used to be able to buy a twin lens kit for 1500 bucks mm. uh versus a $2000 um iPhone 15 Pro, yeah. for example. Yeah. Um. Yes, the iPhone has its benefits for sure. Yeah. And you can't get on Facebook on your camera, but it's, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 that, that is the main crux of it is that people have stopped buying these cameras because they're just happy to use their phone. People have sacrificed quality for convenience. And we've been, the, the path of least resistance is to blame
0: for this yeah. Yeah. problem. Well, I, I can, I can attest that today because I was playing around, I bought a new iPad. Um, to, I, at least, at least took my old iPad pro for her graphic design thing that she's doing. And I'm like, oh, I still wouldn't mind one for travel. Yeah. So I went and bought one anyway. So I was playing around in Lightroom on there and I'm like, oh, I've got a couple of raw files from my phone when we're on the raft where we're moving rafts and portaging, but we didn't have our cameras out. So I was taking some raw photos on my, on my phone and I pulled it up on Lightroom like well, within seconds. I'm yeah. like, this is shit. This is not a raw yeah. file.
1: You could tell straight away.
0: It's straight away. I'm like, okay, does cool video, does cool effects. Great as a point compact camera. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah but yeah. it yeah. doesn't doesn't replace a proper camera there. So no, it it doesn't.
1: And and good point. Video, it's yeah. unbelievable. It is yeah. it is a Hollywood studio in your pocket uh, yeah. for for video. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to the still image. Okay, here's here's a here's an here's an iPhone 15 Pro in my hand. Though those little lenses that you see there, folks, they are Pla- pathetic. They're plastic, aren't they? They are absolutely bloody pathetic. First of all, look how small they are. Yep. So all that light's got to come through that. Yep. Uh, for one they the elements are nowhere near as good as proper ground lenses that you get from no. and even even the kit lenses that you used to be able to get the plastic kit lenses they're not as good as that yeah um they they fake depth of field yes um, they do. computationally yeah yep. Uh, which i get appeals for social media sharing and for um for you know instagram that sort of stuff but but when, if you want to actually, you know, do anything with your image and put it on your wall, yep. you've got to be really careful with which photos that you take, the kind of photos that you take. So I have a lot of people come into camera and photo. There's a plug for you. And they, you know, they say, oh, I've got this photo on my phone. I want to make a big canvas of it. I always say, let me see it first. Yep. I don't say, yeah, that'll be fine. They could show me that they've got the latest iPhone, but yep. I want to see the image because it does make a difference as to what type of image. However, yeah. if you're shooting with uh, even an entry level digital SLR,
0: no brainer. Yep, that'll work fine. The resolution's yeah. going to be fine. Yeah. Um. So, so the iPhone and the convenience of the iPhone has sort of cut out the entry level camera. So that's in turn pushed up the pricing of what that what's left to buy. They've got, they've got pro cameras now or semi pro cameras. They're like well. Yeah that's pretty much what's left on the market. So we're going to, we're going to like, I, I don't like inflation's kicked in. And obviously we had COVID and we had all these other things, but prices were going up well before COVID and everything else happening. So, yeah, yeah. um, and it's not just the cameras, it's like, you know, Lightroom and Photoshop, you know, the, the subscriptions oh. of them have gone up. Memory cards, memory cards are cheap, but they're still a bit more, or they're probably the only thing that's come down in price is memory cards. Yeah. Um, And then you've got, you know, anything, anything to do with photography now, it's. You know when we used to say back in the day, oh, "I'm a photographer, but if I'm a wedding photographer, just add another zero. or if I'm a a, a baby photographer, add another zero. We've we've done that to ourselves now because now we're like we're photographers. I want to buy a camera, okay? Just add another zero because you want a camera. It's 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 gone out it's stupidly expensive. Um, well, I would I would say because
1: these manufacturers, the big brands in particular, hmm. Canon and Nikon, um, in particular. You know, come Christmas time, we used to sell at Camera House, we'd sell uh, even a twin lens kit for 900 bucks. Yeah. They would, we would sell 10 of them for every next model up. Yeah. If you know what I mean. So you're exactly right. These manufacturers have, have lost all that cream on top that they were getting from, From let's face it, building a cheap camera. These cameras couldn't have, Bare bones cost, materials cost, couldn't have had more than $70 US of components in them. Yeah. And they're selling them for $700, $800, $900, $1,000 for these twin lens kits. I understand that. And the benefit of that was it was getting people into photography. That's great. Yep. Um, But that's gone now.
0: Yeah, The phone does that. The phone gets them into photography.
1: That's right. The phone gets them into photography to a point, but then you put an SLR in a phone user's hand, a person who's brought up on a phone, you put an SLR in their hands and they just lose the plot. But yeah. there's, it's a chasm between, you know, point and shoot with that little thing and it yeah. does everything for you yeah. versus, so take an image with this, make an image with an SLR, big yeah. difference, massive yeah.
0: difference. And it's almost like, like if you refer it back to like car manufacturers, you know, how cars have like an entry level Holden used to be this and then it was yeah. that and then all the way up to the top. The, photo, the photography companies are just going, we don't need entry levels. We don't. No. We're just gonna. We're just gonna sell the BMWs and the Porsches and the Ferraris, and you're gonna pay for it because that's what you know. That's what we're gonna market. Yeah, to. Well,
1: we've got to build our margins back into high end cameras. Now that's this right.
0: is why yeah. you're seeing, you know,
1: Sony release um, was it the A nine Mark three for nine thousand dollars, Cameron?
0: Nine thousand. Yeah, I know. I mean, but it's what? got a global shutter. Big uh, deal. It's not worth nine thousand dollars. It's like <laughs> the Leica, the Leica that I have. That's a fourteen thousand dollar camera. Yeah. Like it's retarded how
1: expensive it is.
0: It's a shame because
1: people like us for years relied on entry-level cameras to get, so people could dip their toe in the water of photography. Yeah. And the and the beauty of, let's let's go back to, for example, what I think was the best. So let's look at Canon. The, their best entry-level camera was the 700D by yeah. a mile. That thing yeah. was an absolute beast of a camera, but it was marketed at the entry level. Yeah. Well you know it 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 had i think at least an 18 megapixel lens on, uh sensor in it but the yep. best thing was you could upgrade lenses for it you could put new lenses on an old body and it was and it was awesome and you could then build your system around a very very capable body but you could build a real lens uh kit if you like yep. yeah and then down the track upgrade your body to the latest yep. body but have yep. legacy glass well now you go in there and you get this amazing body that you yeah. pay through the nose for. You can't put a cheap lens on it. If no. you put a cheap lens on it, it's like putting Tirana hubcaps on a Rolls Royce. You just, yeah. it doesn't look right. And the image quality is no good because that, the the body's so damn good. It's going to show up every single floor in that crappy lens. And so yeah, times it, have really changed.
0: And the other thing it's doing as well from where I come from is you get all these people buying these top end cameras who are... No, not trying to make them sound bad, but they're entry level photographers trying to come in with top line, top end cameras, and they got all these. Like the other day at Kakadu, uh, one of the customers had a uh, six Canon, I think it was. Yep. And oh, screw me backwards if I could figure out like the, the actual tracking system on that thing to track birds. And <laughs> I've spoken to a few people again after this, and a few people on this trip had Canon, and they're like, "Oh, that that's absolutely off the charts. That thing, like it's." over-engineered and over over too much technology for the track. I'm like, it was ridiculous. I said, and mm. like, I'm a professional, and it took me three days to figure out, reading the manual, watching YouTubes, just exactly what this stupid camera was trying to do. That's That's got to be detrimental to the progression of people's photography as well. Like, yeah. that's where the entry cameras were great. You know, you put a kit lens on, you get into it. You know, it's like buying your first car. You don't go and buy, like you say, a Rolls Royce to start yeah. with. Yeah. You go and buy a bomb and make you know get the feel of it and figure out how it works and what does that button do and what do I do if I go that way and this yeah, way yeah
1: yeah but more than that like people they they don't you know people don't go and buy flash new it's because they people have got no money you've right you know you start you, you're you got your first job as a kid you go and spend yeah. your you know. Your first che- paycheck on a tank of petrol to put in your heap of crap car. Well, yeah. that's gone now with cameras. That's all gone. And by the way, hello, Mr. Langdon. I'm sure he's listening tonight and he is furious. He's absolutely furious at us. He's, he's, he's angry. He's, he's the biggest Canon fanboy in Ocean Grove and he's upset. Who is he? Sorry? Mr. Langdon. Pete. <laughs> Yay, Pete. Pete Langdon. <laughs> He'll get over it. <clears throat> no, he won't. He won't. He's going to come in. He's going to hear this and he's going to come in with steam coming out of his ears. He's just what? ordered a big canvas print off me and he's going to want his money back. <laughs> so why is he going to get the shits? Sorry, I
0: missed that. Because <laughs> we pay out Canon too much. He gave me some feedback. Oh, he doesn't like us paying out on Canon. No, he doesn't. Uh, hey, you know what? Canon, I saw something the other day that they're bringing out. with That's every tongue canon... in cheek,
1: by the way. He doesn't actually care.
0: Oh, doesn't he? I was going to say, because yeah. every Canon that comes out now, you get a small cup of concrete as well. <laughs> <laughs> you can just harden up, folks.
1: Yeah, yeah uh, it's just it's it's mind blowing where where it's going, and yeah, it's really and but this this is where we can flip things around, folks. We're here to help on the Down South Photo Show. What can we do about this, Cameron? Well, I actually did something about it today.
0: We have we haven't scheduled any, we haven't rehearsed any of this, have we? <laughs> no, we haven't. But have asked, we, was I meant to do homework?
1: <laughs> there's there's this wonderful thing that is not new it's called facebook marketplace oh my god what's that thing i know right Right. and today i bought a what another camera i bought an olympus 7 to 14 f 2.8 pro lens nice you remember that scene in american beauty it's a car i always wanted and now i've got it i rule (laughs) that yeah it's one of those moments all right don't tell me always wanted that lens don't tell me um, anything right
0: you bought that on marketplace secondhand i did have you looked at it have you got it no, it's
1: arriving tomorrow, right? Um... But it, but it's on, definitely shipped and on its way. And and if the person I bought it off is listening, thank you for a seamless transaction. I appreciate you so much. Did you plug the show? Uh, no, he doesn't. I, well, all you have to do is look me up, and you probably see the show. Um, now, so how much? How, do you mind if I ask how much you paid for it? Well, I know that they sell for seventeen hundred Aussie off the shelf, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I um I got it for eight hundred and fifty bucks delivered that's pretty good. I'm so happy. I'm, I'm absolutely stoked with that price. Well, it's a great, I think it's a fair price. Um, it was, It it's look, and, and he showed me all the photos of it. I had a close look at it. It looked in really good condition. Of course, I won't know until I get my hands on it. That is yeah. the downside. Sure. But you know, for literally under half price on a barely used lens that I've always wanted to get, um, yeah. So, you know, And just go on Facebook marketplace and type in digital SLR and just sit back and watch the love come. There's just, there are so many awesome cameras out there that have lived in drawers because people bought them, the phone then took over
0: and they've never been used. So so I think, yeah, I think that's one thing that uh, can work for people is buying secondhand gear because along with all these camera brands bringing out all these amazing top end cameras, we're all, everyone's so guilty of just changing gear over really quickly. Gear uh, acquisition but, syndrome. Yeah. That one. So uh gas, isn't it? Gas syndrome. Gas. Um, so, doesn't. but there is obviously risk buying stuff online and buying stuff from marketplace and Gumtree and eBay and all that kind of stuff. I must admit in all my experiences, I haven't had any bad ones where I've bought something and it's rocked up and it's been broken or fungi or, not what they describe. So most people, I say, ninety nine percent of people are pretty good online. But yeah, do do your research. Like for example, that lens you bought that retails for just under two thousand. Yes. So and on Facebook Marketplace, there's a couple selling at the moment. There's one for a thousand dollars, and there's one for two thousand dollars, which has reduced. I don't think you're going to sell That's that one. Interesting. It is interesting. So you know, with buying lenses and glass, you know, you got to be a bit careful. I would probably avoid buying something from the top end of Australia where it might be a lot of humidity, yes. things like that. That's one thing I, I always try and avoid because you might get fungi and humidity in your lenses from them being stored up there. But it is a good way to s- save money on that. Um, same with camera bodies. Like, you know, if we look at the same, we'll we use Olympus as an example because that's what we do. Yeah. Like an Olympus OM-1, um, if there's any new ones on there, I'm not sure. I guarantee you there is. They'll be, there'll be there somewhere. Yeah. Um. You know, you can pick them up. And that, that's the thing. People are always upgrading gear. They're always trying to move on to the next best and biggest thing, or they swap brands because they're made at the camera club, says they, you shouldn't use that brand. You should use that brand. Yep. So you can, you know, if you do your research, if you're in the, in the market for a new camera or yep. lenses, do some research about what they retail for, and what the average second-hand price is for, and then have a look at all the photos that people put up, and uh, go with someone who's got a good rating. And then, if you, generally... if you are new to the show,
1: and you or or newish to the show, and you're looking at getting a digital SR, you don't have one. I've just found a Canon Seven Hundred D on Facebook Marketplace in Geelong for four hundred and fifty dollars. Is that yours? No, that's that's amazing. Like that's that's an absolute bargain. That camera is. Awesome. Uh, it says it's purchased a brand new camera. Here we go. I'm. I, I'm. I. am i am i will guarantee you. I know what the description is going to say. I've never used it. Here we go. Now, on I hand on heart, I have just expanded. You know how it says "see more" on the description. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Selling my Canon EOS 700D and Canon zoom lens, 18 to 55 lens, as have purchased a new camera and I have never used this one much.
0: Here go. I, I've just opened up another <laughs> EOS 700D twin lens kit, Yep. dual lens kit in excellent condition, barely used.
1: Yep, and it's 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 just rinse and repeat. How much is that one?
0: Five fifty with two lenses.
1: Ridiculous, and a brilliant way to get yourself or one of your kids or a grandchild into SLR photography. Yep. Canon 700D. Just go buy one and give it to them for Christmas. They'll love you forever. They don't yep. care that it's secondhand. They'll love it.
0: And this is the thing as well that, and I think we're all guilty to a point of this is that. There's that, that, you know, that gas syndrome and FOMO and all that kind of stuff. But like I see it in my groups and I see it at camera clubs and I go and talk to them that people just want to try and keep up with the Joneses. They want to think, oh, yeah. you know, Bob over there has got the brand new Sony or yeah. Julie over there has got the brand new Canon. Oh, her photos are so good. His photos are brilliant. Bullshit. It's got nothing to do with the camera. The more, the quicker we realise this as a community that the camera is just a tool, and it's you, the photographer, that makes the photos. And knowing how to edit and all that kind of stuff, the camera just captures light. That's all it does. Yep. So I think we've got to try and push and persuade people away from thinking that better, bigger is better, or more expensive is going to give you better photos. We know it doesn't. No, it's the photographer. So spend less money on your camera gear and spend more time on practicing and experiencing and getting out there and learning and watching some YouTube clips and et cetera, like that, because, you know, it doesn't make any difference. The camera is just a tool. Nope. Um, exactly don't listen right. to Bob and don't listen to Julie. They're not that nope. good. <laughs> That's
1: right. Just go, just go, go and go on, just get on Marketplace. It's actually a cool way to just scroll through and see what's out there. And yeah. of course, I keep looking at them going, Yeah, I'd like to have one of those back in my bag and one of those back in my bag. And, you know, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit much actually. I'll probably end up spending all my money. Um, but <laughs> of course, the absolute massive benefit you're doing there is recycling as well. I mean, it's such a shame that <laughs> these cameras, if these people don't sell these cameras, they're going to sit in a drawer for a little bit longer and then they're going to go in the tip. They're yep. just going to chuck them away because they can't move them. Yeah. Um. You know, it, one, one thing I will say, a little pro tip for you, if you are looking to buy a camera from someone on Facebook market or anywhere, secondhand for that matter, um, get them to put the battery in and turn the camera on for you yep. and get them to show you a video of that happening. Quite often cameras are left laying around with their uh, lithium battery inside. And that battery, although the battery is still okay, it will actually drop below its usable voltage, which means that it won't have enough to turn the camera on. And that and no. that battery may need to be professionally recharged or repacked, or, or you might new, need to buy actually a new one. replace it. Yeah, yeah that's
0: right. Yep.
1: Yeah. And and look, you can buy, you know, um, aftermarket batteries for these cameras for 30 or 40 bucks. Yeah. But sometimes even the user themselves, it's an innocent mistake. They don't actually realise that they haven't turned it on for a couple of years. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then it just doesn't start anymore. But it's always the battery. Always yeah. the battery.
0: Yeah, I, I would say that um, if someone's not willing to go that little bit extra mile to send you more photos or send you a quick video or something like that, yeah. stay away. Stay away from them. If they move on to move on to someone yeah. else. Exactly. Um, so before we move on, if anyone has got any questions or they're looking to buy a new camera or not a new camera, but they're looking just to get into it. You know, if you're, like I said, if you're new to the show and you're listening, feel free to drop us a line at dsp.com.au. There's a little question thing they can send or send us at cam at tazphoto.com.au. If you've got any questions about something you're looking at, feel free to send us an email. I'll forward yeah. them off to Brendan and Brendan Lansing. Send me the
1: link. I'll uh, Send <laughs> yep. it to send it to um, uh, Ocean Grove Camera and Photo. I'll, I'll look at it for you. I'll, maybe, I'll tell maybe you. To
0: get, maybe the new thing we can do is get a dsps.com.au web, uh, email. True, and maybe we
1: could get a DSPS uh, marketplace going. Jeez. Maybe I
0: should look at the DSPS website and <laughs> see if it's been updated anytime soon.
1: Um, so I just while you were talking, Cam, I just did a quick search for one of what I consider the greatest cameras of all time, and that is the Canon Five D Mark Three. Yes. Um, there's one on Facebook Marketplace for six hundred and fifty bucks. What the hell? You should that buy thing. It. That thing is an absolute weapon it's got no lens but it's a 6 for a body that's that's pretty good very, very um, big, though. yeah well, it is a big bulky camera but if you're doing um portrait work wedding work anything like doesn't involve you know hiking or getting out and about uh stunning camera absolutely awesome piece of kit when that thing came out also shoots amazing video a 7D mark II body brand new in box 500 bucks are you kidding me are it's you kidding ridiculous. me are yeah. you anyway, kidding me? so if you have uh, would like some advice on your second-hand camera purchase, by all means, drop us a line. We'd like to hear from you.
0: Yeah, do it. Do um, it. Are we going to skip the gear talk? Well, we probably pretty much just did it. So,
1: yes, we will. Um, cool. We will talk about that next time. Um, Dear Cam. Dear Cam's back. Yes. We're in the hundreds and it's the back. Hundred and second hundreds and, hundred and second time. First hundred, first time? Oh, no. Well, there's episode 100 and there's episode 101. Depends right. on what year zero is. Dear yeah. should I stack my UV and CPL? Circular polarizer. Filter together when shooting? Question mark. Or should I take them apart and only shoot through one? Will this affect my image quality? John from Brisbane. Hello, John from Brisbane. Hope you're enjoying the
0: show. Every time you do that, you sound like Daryl Summers of Hey Hey. What's that? Just the way you present that. Thank you. That's from John in Brisbane. You know what we Should need? Have been need, a voiceover man. We need Dickie Knee. What's yeah, that? We do. that? <laughs> hey, Mister Summers. Mister Summers. Hey, um. So I, I would recommend against not stacking filters together unless you're doing like. Hang on, hang on. That was a double volume. negative. I would recommend against not. Hang on a minute. So do you do it or don't you? <laughs> I would recommend not stacking filters. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Um, <laughs> unless you're stacking like circular polarizers and neutral densities and stuff like that, or the, the grad filters, Yep. UV and CPL filters stacked together, I would probably say no for a couple of reasons. Um, one, they're a pain in the ass to get apart if you screw them together too tight. That becomes True. a real issue. Uh, two, um, you can get uh, some issues happening with light passing through two lots of filters, especially if there's a little bit of dirt on the inside filter. You might get some reflections or some flares happening. So, and again, you're just putting extra glass in front of the light. So you're probably reducing your image quality and sharpness down a little bit. So I would say if you're going to use a CPL filter, take the UV off, put the CV, uh, CPL back on. I, I leave my CPL on a lot. I, I almost use it like a UV filter. Um and that way, you're still protecting your actual element of your lens. Um, you're just not stacking filters together. So I would say take them apart because it will affect your image quality. Very good. Very good.
1: Answered in a nutshell. I've got nothing to add to that. That's
0: that, that, This is me in a nutshell. What's
1: that? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, John from Brisbane, hopefully that answered your question. Cam did very well. Very succinct. Like oh, thank it. you.
0: Hey, I heard a new word on the Franklin River. But Ooh, now... can, can we repeat it? Yeah, keep talking I, <laughs> I, I keep... bet you
1: heard. I bet you heard lots of new words, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I can't remember what it was called now. Damn it. Okay,
1: um, well, you, you look it up, and I'll um, I'll I'll stretch here. Yeah, and, yeah, uh Pretend that I'm saying things when I'm really not saying much at all. It's quite useless, actually, uh, what I'm saying about, right now.
0: Um, someone wasn't rhyming. Uh, someone wasn't rowing in time. Oh, and. Uh, Wendy who was on the boat she said it was actually Jamie Jamie was just fluffing around with his paddle <laughs> and um and she said um oh, I can't remember what it was she you you he wasn't being synchronous or something or synchronous or can't remember what it was it was an amazing word i might have to look it up for the next episode but so he wasn't synchronized and there isn't word for that so you you you're
1: talking about the actual verb for being synchronized yeah he wasn't being syncretic? No, that's not right. Synchronized. Oh,
0: this is this is making very good radio, Cameron. I oh, know it's terrible. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it was an amazing word. I'm like, oh, okay. I've never heard that word. All right. Well, I want you to look it up and tell us all about it. Yeah. No, no, I can't find it, it right it, now. You know, yeah, I can't find it at the moment because that's just terrible radio, isn't it? That's all good. While um, we're still talking, I'm going to type this message to the group and see if I can get an answer. Love it.
1: All right. You do that. But um, photography horror stories, the horror story on the live show, if you haven't caught it, was an absolute pearler. Um, Sorry. I can't remember the gentleman's name who sent that in, but it was it was brilliant. Um, and we want to hear your photography horror stories because people like to hear about them. I do. We don't want I the one it. where someone dies. All right. Oh, keep it light, wow.
0: people. Well,
1: no, keep it light. It um, <laughs> so uh, photography horror story, you might have been out to take some photos and- of an Aurora and your camera fell down some stairs with a heavy lens with a heavy tripod attached to it. That could have I happened to you. I still
0: don't understand how people break cameras. I've never broken one touch. Oh, wood. Mate. I,
1: I thought the same until I did it myself. It's yeah. It, yeah. It's just a. Uh, I think for me it was just inexperience because I don't shoot a heap at night and this was a moonless night and it was all I had to light me up was the stars and the Aurora uh, and I was very excited because I was getting aurora photos. But yes. anyway,
0: that's fine. I, uh, I, found, I found the word.
1: I've now got a 7 to uh, 14 lens to, to cover for
0: that. Yes, go. What is the word? Uh, syncopated. Really? Syncopated. It's a musical term, but it, a music uh, the characterised by the displaced beats or accent, accents so that the strong beats are weak and vice versa. So Jamie was syncopated or he wasn't syncopated. He now was he, he was doing something. Jamie yeah. Jamie Jamie went out early. It was quite funny to watch. <laughs> he was in the front of the boat and like usually the guy in the front of the boat sets the timing and everyone just watches and goes with them. But he's like, "Oh, I'm on a river." Yeah. And off he went. And we're like, "Hey dude, just settle the hell down. We're not we've yeah, got 100 right. kilometers to go." <laughs> and he then all of a sudden he just changes rhythm. You go from fast to fast, slow, and we're like, Wendy and I look at each other, going, "We can't keep up with this." So syncopated. There you go. There's the word for it. Maybe we should do a word for a week. A <clears throat> well, photography word of the
1: week would be awesome. Um, yeah. So sending your horror stories to us. Uh, beer donations. Thank you so much. Anyone who's visited dsps.com.au, we had so many people donate beer to us during the live shows. We did. We're set. We're set for the festive season. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think so you and I get you. drunk. But we never ever say no to more. So if you want to donate us <laughs> a beer, a jug of beer, a beer each, a slab, whatever you want to do, a six pack, yeah. jump over to dsps.com.au and have a look. While you're there, check out our workshops. Um, more places sold on the workshops during our live show. So thank you for everyone who's joined in for those and who yeah. earned themselves a canvas print as well. Yes. So um, awesome. Thank you. But we've still got places on multi day workshops and single day workshops down here on the Ballerine. Yep. So, um, by all means, jump on there. And can I please just put in one more plug for Glenn Lavender's Natural Light no, to Portrait no. Workshop, uh, which is happening on the 25th of February. The one on the 21st of January <coughs> is already sold out, but the one on the 25th of February has now three places left out of eight, I think. So we're nearly there. So um, don't miss that one, folks. Uh, take it from me. Take it from number one ticket holder, Mel, who did some workshops with Glenn at BFOP. Uh, you don't want to miss that one.
0: Hey, um, I don't think we do any more plugs to Glenn until he can figure out what the name of this show is called.
1: Yeah, that's right. You you've got to get him on the screen and say, What's the name of our show?
0: And he wouldn't he wouldn't have a clue. And that's fine. Doesn't matter. Jamie's Jamie's just replied to this group message I put out there. Yes. I said, Hey, Wendy, what was that word about Jamie's paddling and syncopated? And Jamie's come back, no, bloody awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That's two words, Jamie. That's two. (laughs) That's it. Nice. Hey, um, apparently Glenn and I are going to India. Brilliant. Yeah, in 2025. So keep an eye out for that as 2025. well. 2025.
1: So nope. not the 2024 one, the 2025 one.
0: Early 2025. He's locked could you in. Could you imagine the three of us in India? Are you coming? <clears throat> Maybe.
1: Come along. No. If we could, let's look at the um, cricket schedule. Oh. If, it, and if it happens to link up with Australia playing a game of cricket in, 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 in India, how good would that be? I would love that would be an experience and a half. Talk about having a um, strong stomach, Cam. That'll test you out. India. You yeah. You're um, going to do what Shane
0: Warne used to do and just eat baked beans? Baked beans, most likely. <laughs> um, well, the ICC Champions Trophy yeah, is in, in India. In 2025. 2025. When? Hello? I don't Come know. Come on. Come on, Lucky Sevens. Mm. We can uh, do this. this Speaking of Lucky show. Sevens,
1: <clears throat> Cameron, how is that for a segue? You are on the Big Bird on Saturday. Uh, So when this comes out, the next day you're flying to Melbourne
0: and then two days later you're off to Vegas, baby. Yeah, I am off to Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I'm off to Melbourne on Saturday and then um, we fly out on Monday, get into LA, drive straight to Vegas, try and spend a night there uneventfully. Yes. And then we then head off into Utah for eight days having a look around
1: absolutely awesome
0: um so hopefully yeah. the next time we see you you're on
1: the other side of the world so mm. uh, let's tee that up i don't care i will get up at 3 a.m to do a podcast That doesn't hopefully anything. not
0: on the front cover of any, <laughs> any
1: newspaper um the yeah, um the the, the, the formula one grand prix in las vegas was absolutely amazing it it, just, how good did it look it it yeah it looked it looked borderline video game uh yeah. it was it was just amazing it, yeah really really cool um this is not a sports show, um. So, can't wait to hear about your adventures over there. Can't wait to do a podcast yes. with you from the other side of the planet. That's going to be
0: pretty cool as well. How's technology, hey? Yeah, it should be good. Um, yep. and um, yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see how we go, but we'll definitely um tune in at some stage. <clears throat> yes, we'll make we'll make uh we'll we'll make a really
1: cool podcast, I reckon. So, looking yep. forward to that, and looking forward to hearing about your adventures. Yes. Um. I think we're pretty close to wrapping this show up tonight. I think we are. Yeah. Excellent. Well, that is yeah. it. That is the podcast. That has been episode one hundred and one of the Down South Photo. Yeah, it's show, good, doesn't it? Rolls off the tongue now. Yeah, in, in the Hundies. Mm-hmm. Um as I say, hit us up if you've got any questions about secondhand cameras um or lenses or gear that you might be looking to buy. We'll happily cast our eye across it for you yes. and give you the thumbs up or the thumbs down.
0: Sounds good. Yeah, do that. Uh cool.
1: and Until then, Cameron, we'll see you from the other side of the world for episode 102.
0: Yes. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in.
1: (laughs) That's boring.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not saying anything else because you haven't stopped recording.
1: Okay, bye.